This is an interview on Portland, Oregon musician Alex Harker on Saturday, August 15th, 2020 by Nick Brickell. Now, Alex, please give me an introduction on yourself as a musician. Yeah, hey, Nick. Uh, first, I'd like to say thanks for having me and um, excited to be doing something that's punk-related and not actually rehearsal. Uh, so, yeah, I'm happy to be here. Um, so, yeah, Alex Harker, Portland, Oregon, perverted alcoholic. Uh, I play in Susslaw, Brain Death, Antipsychotics, and occasionally Violent Party. Uh, skateboarder... And, uh, yeah, that's about, about it for introduction. What is it like being a musician in Portland right now? Uh, yeah, well, obviously it's weird, you know, no gigs. Uh, so basically constantly writing, and the only thing we can really do is jam out and, you know, try and get stuff together for whenever things actually come back together and we can hit the road and get back to normal whatever the fuck that is. You ever have anything like webcast concerts for people from your rehearsal space or anything like that? You know, that's something we've been talking about. Uh, we've been considering doing that. You know, it's just kind of hard to capture. So, yeah, we're we're thinking about doing that. Um, we actually just got a new uh, rehearsal space, so now we actually have the time and space to do stuff like that. So, yeah, we're thinking about doing something like that. What is your practice routine like right now? Our practice routine is actually pretty regular, you know. It's really the only thing any of us can do right now. I don't know. Um, I practice probably two times with each of my bands. Um, right now, just Antipsychotics and Brain Death are the two ones that I've been practicing with. And we practice twice a week. We uh, bring our skateboards, we order pizza, bring some beers. Uh, we look like I don't know, probably Ninja Turtles to the other people there, but... I see, cool. So, yeah, that's our that's our routine. Now, can you tell me about your band Radiation and what the Florida music scene was like compared to Portland? Yeah, Radiation. Um, so, Radiation was definitely one of my uh, very, like, formative bands. Uh, we started in 2010 back in Florida and actually... The music scene around that time in Florida was pretty amazing now that I think about it. You know, we had a really cool uh, DIY, like, anarchist collective space and uh, touring bands always coming through. Um, but, yeah, so Radiation started in 2010, and we uh, did a few tours. Um, I learned a lot, but, uh, yeah, we relocated out here to Portland and um, one of our members was just kind of self-sabotaging and wasn't really clicking. And at this point, you know, our, our band name has become somewhat of a swear word. Uh, we have kind of like a bad name because uh, our one member was pretty self-sabotaging. And uh, But yeah, we disbanded in 2015 after a series of events and... Um, yeah, we haven't spoken to the band member in question since, and we've just been doing Susslaw, running the label, and kind of moving forward since then. You're in a band now called Susslaw. Fill me in on the lineup and what's been going on with you guys as of late. Uh, yeah, Susslaw 
2015, and um, yeah, we're still going strong, still writing, still uh, eventually planning the tour. But yeah, our vocalist actually lives up in Vancouver, BC, so it's kind of hard right now, especially with the border closure. So we kind of have that on pause right now. But yeah, with Sussflaw, it's at this point, it's mainly just touring and recording. Um, you know, we have we've been playing for five years, so we have a lot of material that we're still kind of working through and just planning on keeping that going and eventually, hopefully, hitting the road and seeing what happens. You put out a split seven with the L.A. band Frantic. What were you most proud of when it came to the recording? Uh, so that recording is actually a pretty old one. Um, so we had a bunch of lineup changes a couple of years ago, and we didn't really get much recording in, or like uh, we were writing the whole time. But yeah, we just were like working out new members and um, dealing with stuff from old members and. Uh, so we never really like got to release some of these recordings that we did a couple of years ago, like shortly following when we recorded our LP. So yeah, we kind of stumbled back upon them and realized that we still had something there and, uh, got our friend Grady to mix them and master them down. And yeah, we were actually pretty happy with the outcome. My favorite part about that recording, I'd say is just the production in general. Uh, we actually got to record with um, Evan Mursky, who is definitely like one of my favorite people we've worked with as far as recording engineers go. Um, so he he did like a really good job of like making it sound terrible and shitty like we wanted, but also good enough to like be palatable, you know. So it's like a really fine line between just like good shitty like sound and and just like total shit sound so he like he actually like helped us find that sound and you know we've kind of been working on it ever since yeah he's actually pretty hard to schedule so we haven't gotten to have any sessions with him recently but um yeah we hope to work with him again for sure now tell me about the recording of the split with sow threat Oh man, that's uh that's a whole story in itself, honestly. Uh shit. I could I could probably write a book on that whole recording process. Because uh we actually recorded it here in my basement where I'm where I'm actually recording this right now. And um we got my roommate who's a few years older than, than us, you know, he's I don't know, probably early 40s. I was playing in a band with him at the time, and, you know, we got on fine. And uh, so he's a bit of a drinker, and he's got a bit of, like, a like an anger thing. So the whole recording process was just him, like, kind of pressuring us to get these takes done so he could, like, go up and smoke a cigarette. Or, you know, like, I don't know, I think literally every every single person involved in that recording at one point wanted to, wanted to like give him, give him a little lick in the chin. <laughs> Cause uh, yeah, he got pretty, pretty mouthy and yeah, I don't know. I don't think 
our friendship was ever the same. I still live with the guy, actually. Um, we no longer play music together for obvious reasons, but uh, yeah, the whole recording process was interesting. It was all digitally recorded. Um, we recorded like a bass scratch track with the drums, just as you normally would, and then um, layered on guitar and vocals. Uh, we actually had our friends from Violent Party come in and like help us layer over some noise tracks too, which we got some pretty interesting sounds with. And we were pretty happy with that. And, you know, it was a struggle the entire time through, but overall, I think it was one of my favorite recordings that we've done as much of the shit that we had to go through, like getting it done. Also recording vocals. uh, We bust Cordy down here to do the vocals. And my roommate had, his microphone set up all crazy and like tangled up and Cordy was doing his thing recording vocals and accidentally like knocked his setup over and broke some of his equipment. So for months after he was even like demanding money from us. Eventually I just actually gave him money for the piece of equipment because it worked. So he gave me the piece of equipment and I still use it today. It was an interesting experience, but yes, Big thanks to Zach and Violent Party for coming in, helping us with the noise. And everyone had a, a pretty funny experience going through that. We're happy we got it done. We had a pretty tight deadline. We we were trying. We were going on tour with Sothra in the summer, so we had like you know a week or so to spare with this recording and uh, our actual studio like flaked out on us and yeah it was it was a whole trial and error thing but eventually we got something to work and here we are now and we got the tape done and we did a re-release after the tour and that sold out pretty quickly and yeah our next plan is to put that out on a lp hopefully get those floating around soon when it came to the recording of those two releases did you use any interesting recording techniques for the split, we were actually recording all analog. That kind of gave it more of like an 80s, like, like raw kind of feel to it. And yeah, we ideally like to record that way. But um, yeah, at that point, it was pretty early on. And, you know, we were probably only a band for like two years, two and a half years at that point. So like, we were still kind of like experimenting with our sound and, figuring out what we wanted to do. I feel like now if we got back in there and kind of integrated some of the techniques we've used in a few of our other recordings, we might get some pretty cool outcomes. And yeah, that's what that's what we're aiming to do. Now, you have a new band now called Brain Death and are laying down scratch tracks for it right now. What's the plan with this? And how long has this album been in formation for? Uh, so Brain Death was originally just going to be like a basement project idea that I came up with probably you know, about a year ago. Uh, recently unemployed, had a lot of time downstairs in the basement, full back line to play with. So, you know, I was just messing around with riffs, you know, doing kind of sore throat worship, like trying to get like a hundred songs within 10 minutes kind of thing and just kind of all over the place. I can't play drums, so I was recording some 
some really, really bad drum tracks and jamming with Susswell later and Gerard came over and was like, oh yeah, kind of try and put that together. And, you know, it sounded just totally chaotic at first, but then with everything on hold with Susswell, we kind of integrated some of those ideas into what we were doing. And, uh, yeah, we got some pretty cohesive and like, I don't know, maybe some of, some of our best material I think we've written, you know, it's definitely up the alley of Susswell and same kind of, not structure, but, uh, same kind of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Same kind of like attitude and, and energy as Susswell and a lot of the same formulas in the wrist. I feel like we kind of took the structure to a different level and kind of straight away from like the classic punk formula that we were doing and just kind of like stopped repeating riffs and not really like like going heavy on the choruses or anything just kind of like just moving on one song at a time each riff is its own song kind of thing and with the formula of Sesla and that we kind of like brought something together and you know we've been working on it me and Gerard since January now and um, our first show is supposed to be back in April but obviously everything's gotten delayed so eventually we're going to be doing some shows and hopefully touring and all that but uh yeah everything's just down to rehearsal and recording so just kind of sticking with that right now You've got three antipsychotics releases uh, to be put out on vinyl soon. You doing anything particularly special for them? Um. So yeah, we actually are recording these ones ourselves. Um, same device that quote unquote got broken in the the Sother at Tesla split recording mishap. Um, so we're using that same device which we recorded the antipsychotic demo on and like I said the so threat split um, so we've been kind of working on that we got all of our drum tracks down and we're just kind of dialing everything else in um, so yeah we're recording everything ourselves producing everything ourselves plans to actually finally put out a 7 inch because antipsychotics has been going for a while now and you know, we all have our issues and we've only like managed to get a tape out. We've done some tours and played some really good gigs, but uh, this is going to be our first final release. So we're excited to finally have an EP out. And then we have two exciting splits too that we're currently recording for. So we have a total of 10 tracks, uh, six for the EP and two for each split. Uh, a little bit different vein than Susslaw. It's not minute long songs. So, they're a little bit longer and inspired by, you know, like 80s, Anarcho, UK kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, so we're doing a split with No Class from Vancouver, BC, who play a really awesome, noisy pogo punk. Um, and then we actually just uh, confirmed that we're going to be doing another split seven inch with further charges from Moscow, Russia. And, uh, yeah, they're one of my favorite current bands right now. So definitely check them out. 
Tell me about the formation of Extreme Headache Records. Susla put out our first tape about five years ago now, almost on the on the day. Uh, we weren't really a record label back then. We put it out under uh, the name Savage Noise Association. And uh, we kind of had in our head that we were going to start, you know, Susla Records inspired by, like, you know, Disorder Records or, like, other other bands that formed their own record labels, whether or not they had, you know, backing by other record labels or not. I mean, we definitely didn't. So we got opportunities after our first couple tours to put some records out through other labels. And I don't know, we were poor and wanted to, you know, get our stuff out. So we just kind of went with it. And there were labels that we were stoked about. And, you know, so... We did that for a while, and after a while, you know, every every new band kind of loses its luster a little bit, and we weren't getting really any offers or anything, so we kind of just started pulling our merch money from tours and whatever we could out of our pockets, and eventually saved up to put out an LP, and from there, yeah, we've kind of just been working slowly, but definitely surely. Right now we have the LP, the antipsychotic demo, uh, the Zionos Disorder Suslaw Phosgene compilation seven inch, which is insane mix of bands to have together on a split, but we definitely figured out a way to make it happen. After that, we have uh, the Frantic and Suslaw seven inch that just recently came out. So we just kind of been trying to get these last two vinyl releases out and, you know, without being able to tour and everything, we're just kind of changing our whole way of thinking about things, having a transition to online sales. And uh, yeah, it's something we've never really done before because we've always relied on having these summer and winter trips like the, the East or West coast and playing a string of 15, 20 gigs and being able to get rid of them. But yeah, We've been uh, getting into the curve of selling things online and getting stronger into social media and trying to figure all that out. And it's it's a whole new world, but we're definitely figuring it out and doing what we can to stay afloat. Now you have your own zine. Fill me in on what type of stuff, what type of stuff you write about, your contributors, as well as favorite articles in it. The zine was actually just supposed to be like a monthly publication we were planning on doing. And um, so I wouldn't even really call it a zine exactly. We just, uh, we made a little care package uh, with hand screen printed envelopes. We just stuffed it with um, stuff our friends wrote and stuff that we were interested in, uh, scene reviews, anything that we could think of that our friends were involved in and just put it all in a package with the with the so threat split as well as the antipsychotics demo um, re-release that we put out specifically for this and uh, yeah so we got that out and yeah it was a fun project uh, we kind of lost steam on it a little bit for one reason or another but uh, we're definitely planning on getting back into that and trying to get some material together. What's the name of it, by the way? We actually didn't have a name of it. It was 
it was just going to be a, a monthly like newsletter kind of thing. My initial idea was like, like a, like a small newspaper, but you know, with supplies and funding and stuff, we just had what we had and it ended up being like a cool little care package with tapes, uh, cartoons, like all kinds of stuff. But, uh, yeah, we're going to get back into that eventually. Can you tell me about some of your favorite zines and newsletters? Uh, yeah, so actually one of the contributors uh, did a page for one of his zines that's coming out, which is called Beginning of the End, which is a animal rights kind of zine, which, uh, which brings in, like, you know, bands from the past, as well as current bands doing interviews and all these bands have ties to the animal rights and uh, human rights active, like activist communities. And uh, yeah, it's just a really cool publication and he's uh, working on his second release right now. And the first one was really well put together. Uh, had interviews with anti anti system, um, Hagar the Womb, all kinds of eighties legends who paved uh, the way for a lot of us. And then also the negative insight scene is really cool. I think they've mainly shifted to online publications now, but uh, they used to do hard copy magazines that came with a record and specifically remember uh, Chaos UK and Disorder-themed issue that came out. And that's actually where Suspa, um got our name, is from one of the Chaos UK interviews, uh, talking about the the Sus laws in the UK, uh, which is short for suspect law, which is basically a equivalent to like modern-day stuff-and-fix. And then our friend Max has been putting out a zine and used to do a radio show called Spending a Loud Night In. He was in, believe it or not, he was in law school for the last couple of years and he's just now getting back into putting zines out and we're talking about collaborating on something. So definitely look out for that. I'm not sure he's even on social media. I think it's just all by mail and word of mouth. So I'll definitely, by the time this comes out, figure out a way to get in contact with him and get his uh, past and current publications. Now, what is your most hallowed possession when it comes to music? Uh, yeah, that's, that's a interesting question. Um, so I was thinking about it, and I think my most hallowed musical possession is going to have to be my super busted Morley Wah pedal that I've been using for probably five or six years now. Um, something about it, it's just perfectly broken enough to where it doesn't turn the Wah off totally. So, so yeah, this Wah is just like perfectly broken to where I get this amazing hiss to where it's not all the way just high end I can still hear everything I'm doing but you know it's kind of honestly been iconic to my sound and um, yeah I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do when I have to replace it uh, if anybody knows how to 
recreate broken pedals, definitely get at get at me and you know, let's work something out because this thing is definitely part of my sound and yeah I could play out of any guitar and doesn't really matter um, but yeah other than that I have um, not really a record collector by any means but I do have all original copies of the Disorder EPs uh, so that's pretty cool uh, also I just got a 80s Japanese lawsuit Ibanez, which is just the worst uh, cigarette stained yellow you can imagine, but it plays like a Rickenbacker or something. It, it's amazing, and it's no wonder there's a lawsuit about them because apparently they were going dirt cheap, and it's definitely a professional musical instrument, which I'm actually not used to. I'm used to playing on whatever beaters I can find, and Whatever friends let me borrow. I have a nice bass now, whether it looks nice or not. Final words. Yeah, just look out for uh, more Extreme Headache Records stuff. You know, we're constantly at work here, constantly working on something. Uh, definitely look out for that Antipsychotic 7-inch EP, and big thanks to James and Gerard, our uh, my uh, co-owners of Extreme Headache who help out so much and make things happen. And uh, Yeah, also I can't say enough good things about Frantic from L.A. Uh, super excited about this new 7-inch release that we just put out. And Yeah, looking forward to working with them in the future. Hopefully get some more releases from them. And yeah, just thanks to everyone who supported us in the past. Thanks for having us on, and yeah, looking forward to getting back on the road, and yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. You know, weird times everywhere. You know, we really appreciate everyone standing up and fighting and doing what they can during these really strong or really hard times. And thanks to everyone. This has been an interview on August fifteenth, twenty twenty, with Alex Harker. By Nick Burkell. Hey, this is Alex from Extreme Headache Records, Sus Law, Antipsychotics, and Brain Death. Um, you are listening to Japan, Japan Nick's Rock and Metal Pandemonium. Bingo. <laughs>